Hello, Nephew community. This is Michael Pilsinger, uh, clinical and scientific liaison. Um, I had the pleasure today of spending some time uh, with Mandy Trollinger. She is an esteemed physician assistant in Denver, Colorado, and has a phenomenal clinical background and has dedicated herself to the nephrology space for some time now. She practices as a nephrology um, physician assistant and we're going to learn a little bit more about her. So Mandy, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here doing this podcast and uh, looking forward to it. Thank you for having me, Michael. Absolutely. Do you mind taking a minute and just maybe just telling us a little bit about your background? I know you're a physician assistant. Obviously, we know you do some great things in the, in the nephrology space, but can you maybe tell us a little bit about your background, maybe how you got to be a PA and, uh, and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started out as a dietitian, and when I learned about the dietetics role in nephrology was actually during my first transplant, which I underwent when I was 14 years old, and the science and complexity of the kidneys and the role diet played just was really intriguing, and I ended up going down that career path and started out as a renal dietitian, and then years later, I kind of wanted more clinical information and education. And that's when I had learned and worked with several advanced practitioners and decided to go that route. And then, of course, it did back up in nephrology after that. So it's kind of, I'm in a unique position as I've had a patient perspective, a dietetics perspective, and a physician assistant perspective. So they all, each profession helps the other and has been very beneficial and made it a really good career choice for me. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that's an incredible story and can understand why maybe you were you were intrigued by the nephrology space, especially at uh, such a young age and having having a transplant. So that's that's very uh, interesting. Uh, tell, tell us about where you practice now. Well, I'm currently in Denver, Colorado, and I work for a nephrology practice where I do I see office patients and chronic kidney disease management. I still do some nutrition counseling or medical nutrition therapy appointments because that still plays a huge role with chronic kidney disease, as well as dialysis and transplant. I also do our education options, which is just counseling and educating people, hopefully early on is when we try to catch them as far as transitioning to dialysis and moving towards transplant. I, I've done some hospital coverage in the past as well. I also cover our hemodialysis unit and help out with the peritoneal and home hemodialysis programs, which those seem to be growing more and more currently. So it's really cool, the technology that has um, occurred there and the differences in the new machines and all of that has been really an interesting area to learn. We also have a research department, uh, which is great because it still goes back when I did my master's degree and uh, still keeping that research in a little bit in my field and. I'm fortunate enough to work with Jeff Locke, who's done tons of research over the decades, and um, fortunate enough that he's still included me in some of those. So that's been another aspect as well. I definitely like not sitting in one place as far as I would not be a good person to do office eight to five, five days a week. I like moving around in the different settings and seeing different patients and helping patients in a variety of ways. Wow, absolutely. That sounds great. It sounds like you wear a, a lot of different hats within, within your role as a, as a PA in nephrology. So I can see you're never doing quite the same thing uh, um, all the time. So that, that's, that's, that's great. It sounds like a lot of 
great opportunities you get to explore and a lot of a lot of uh, great um, um, uh, material you bring to your patients and to your to your colleagues. I wanted to ask you a little bit more. Do, what could you help us uh, understand? You know, obviously, you being a transplant patient, what what do you think that you being a transplant patient helps helps you do as a, as a provider? Now that you're on the other side, what do you think that you're able to provide for patients, given your your kind of personal experience uh, in, in in the nephrology space? Being a former patient, it gives me some insight to what a patient is going through. But one thing I do always mention is that everybody's situation is different. There is There are different levels of family support that everybody's in, um, different access to medical care. I was very fortunate. I had extremely good family and friends support and I had excellent, I was in a major city, so I had excellent access to different healthcare and providers. Um, the one thing that I do try to always stress with patients is looking at, especially when counseling them on dialysis methods, we know the pros and cons of the different ones, but we also got to look at a patient's daily life and what's going to work the best in their situation. I always use an example. There was a hemodialysis patient that I had in the past. It was when I was a dietitian, and she was on time mostly to her appointments, but then once every two weeks or so, she was always about 10 or 15 minutes late and nobody ever really knew why. And come to find out, you know, she was trying to shuttle her kids from different activities. And so once we were able to discuss that, we were able to help, you know, change her schedule a little bit and the clinic schedule to accommodate that. But it's looking at things beyond the disease and what patients are going through on their daily lives and trying to incorporate this because especially with dialysis, that's something that's done and thought about day to day. It's not something that's just once a month or once a week. It is a constant thing that plays a big time commitment in a person's life. So I try to always look at the entire picture and help with any support issues and utilizing our social workers or dietitians or nurses, all of the different professions. It, it truly takes a team um, with a patient being the center of that team and trying to coordinate all of that to have people live the best life they can, whether it be on dialysis or with a transplant or if they're just in the chronic kidney disease stage. Yeah, that, that's great. That's great. It seems like the, as you come across uh, these different patients, uh, whether they're on dialysis or have other, other uh, complications, looks like uh, you're a phenomenal advocate uh, for these patients. So we obviously appreciate all, the, all you do for your patients. Um, could you maybe share a little bit what it was like um, tran transitioning from being a dietitian and maybe transitioning more of a provider role into your physician assistant background? Yes, it was fairly easy. The nice thing about going from a renal dietitian to a nephrology PA was that I already knew most of the lingo and the terms and the processes that uh, incorporate or under the chronic kidney disease umbrella is that something I find, I do have advanced practitioner students, or as we hire new advanced practitioners, if they don't have nephrology experience, learning the lingo, I think, is about half of the job, and learning just the dialysis process. So going from a dietitian into the PA role, that made it a lot easier for me, already having an understanding of that, and I already had worked with a bunch of people in the kidney community, just working as a dietitian. 
which was a huge advantage for me because I had a lot of resources resources to ask questions and um, learn stuff from, you know, those people were invaluable to me throughout the entire process um, from being a dietitian, applying to PA school, going to PA school, and it continues on now, uh, utilizing all the different professions. So it was, it was a fairly easy transition in that aspect. It definitely, there still was a lot to learn. And I didn't have any issues transitioning from that role, from an RD role into a PA role. Sometimes I think there might be struggles if there's a patient care tech that transitions into an RN role, but I didn't really have any issues with it. It was all a very smooth process. Yeah, that sounds great. As as a lot of us know in the nephrology um, community, the, uh, the the need for more education and uh, continuing education about uh, dietary recommendation and dietary tips and tricks is certainly something that is uh, more than valuable. So I'm sure that background is used uh, maybe even more often than you realize. And uh, I imagine that too makes you a tremendous resource to collaborating with your, with your, with your colleagues. Would you mind spending a couple of minutes talking about kind of some of the favorite ways that you like to collaborate or maybe how colleagues lean on you and your expertise and I imagine it happens quite often. So I'd love to learn how you how you are able to do that in your day to day. Yeah, so the kidney community I found is one that is just amazing as we have so many different roles in that community. And it's a very small, it's, it's a large community with a very small town feel is what I say, as far as, you know, when I go to different meetings and running into different people and uh, just the relationships from that. There are so many roles. I know in when I'm in the office, I depend on our front desk clerk to our medical assistants. I couldn't do my job without them. They help so much in getting you know correct information to patients, helping with communication, especially with blood pressure monitoring, uh, the back and forth and medication adjustment and keeping my schedule straight. They play a huge role in that uh, and verifying medications and whatnot. In the dialysis role, it's not, even though I am a dietitian, I still utilize the dietitians in the dialysis clinic so much. And of course, I understand the importance of them as being one myself, but I, it's nice when I can focus on one thing during the patient visit, but if I need to spend more time on phosphorus control or potassium control, I have the support of the dietitian and the social worker, as far as helping just from a psychosocial standpoint, I know our, my social worker that I work with, we utilize her a lot in, you know, getting people referred to transplant and making sure that process continues and paperwork gets done, appointments get made. Uh, she is an amazing help with that, um, especially with those patients that don't have good family or friend support. Um, the social worker I have found has been a huge advocate for patients uh, in that role. Of course, the other advanced practitioners, we all depend on each other, as well as the physicians. The group of docs I work with are amazing. They have always encouraged me, and we always discuss different cases. They include me on cases that maybe I might not even be a part of, uh, but they still include me on those discussions where I learn more, which benefits me and patients as well. And so the collaboration, there are so many levels and so many different uh, professions. The nurses in the dialysis unit, they're seeing our dialysis patients, usually for hemodialysis, they're seeing them three times a week where we might be in there one day a week. They are a key communicator and 
I know our nurses always communicate constantly with any little thing that's happening so we can take care of that in a timely manner. And, you know, again, our goal is to have patients live their best life they can uh, in the current situation. Yeah, I can see how uh, a lot of people um, uh, very intelligently know to reach out to you with all your uh, expertise. So I'm glad that they have you as a resource. And it certainly sounds like you use your colleagues as well as, as a resource. So it sounds like you've got a great open line of communication with your with your um, fellow uh, nephrology coworkers. So that's great to, to hear. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit, maybe we hear about all the good things that you guys are able to accomplish that I can't imagine that every day is always an easy day and there's gotta be a lot of new challenges. Do you mind sharing a few examples of some, some challenges that pop up in the, in the role of being a nephrology PA? Yeah, challenges are definitely there. It's always rewarding when we can solve a challenge and, and fix it. That definitely is, that's the highlight of having a challenge and learning from that. A big thing nowadays is helping patients get their medications or getting the resources uh, for example, undergoing transplant evaluation, making sure they get all the correct testing done and get that coordinated. Medication costs, of course, is something that's constantly discussed in, in all medical fields, I believe, and getting medications and working as a team. And that's where the social worker and dietitian, we all work together in trying to find uh, patients and get resources with that. That's definitely a challenging area. Sometimes we have, I had a, he was a 20-year-old male who had been referred to us with difficult to control hypertension. And it was when we kind of changed our approach where I basically almost saw him in the office every two weeks and we just could not get his blood pressure under control. He was concerned about side effects of medications. And so it was challenging in the fact that we, he didn't have profound kidney disease, but his blood pressure just would not get controlled under current medication and come to find out by doing those appointments every two weeks, we kind of developed that rapport and he started to trust us more. And we found out other things that he wasn't taking his medications or he was taking something else. And by doing these every two week appointments, we finally developed that trust and we got his blood pressure under control. And then he ended up losing a lot of weight and he was actually discharged from our care without blood pressure medications. In the end, we were able to wean him off of all of them. But that was one that was really challenging in the beginning because we thought he was taking his meds. And he, you know, some patients they're scared or there might be other reasons they can't afford them, but they don't want to share that. And so they just tell us, yeah, we're taking them, but you know, whatever we're trying to control still isn't uh, corrected. And so that was definitely a, a kind of a challenging case that just by seeing him frequently, uh, we were able to build that trust with him and, and resolve the issue and have a good outcome. Uh, you know, I think it's tough to see patients that are emotionally struggling, adjusting to dialysis, especially I think patients that they're perfectly healthy or have had nothing really wrong with them. And then all of a sudden something happens and they lose their kidney function rather quickly and their life is kind of turned upside down. It, and those patients can be in the beginning and understandably closed off. And it's, it's hard to get that communication going and providing good care for them. But it's just, it's being patient, which sometimes can be challenging when you want to fix something. And so being patient and utilizing, again, the entire team, this is where the social worker, I think, played, plays a huge role. And going through those emotions with that patient and getting them to a place where we can work as a team and get the outcomes 
uh, that everybody wants. And, and that can be definitely challenging at times because that can be something that takes a lot of time for a patient to emotionally get to that at that point um, as it's just different for every patient. Wow. Yeah, definitely challenges for sure. But it sounds like uh, you have a great skill set to uh, help overcome those. So fortunately for patients, they have someone like you, Mandy. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit with the challenges come, come rewards. You know, you were able to wean that patient off. You were able to have a good outcome. What are, what are some other rewards that make maybe the day-to-day challenges and all the hard work and sometimes the devastating um, um, things you have to deal with? What, what are some of the, the aspects of, of your role that, that makes all of it rewarding? Definitely some of the more rewarding moments are when we have a patient on dialysis and they're an acute kidney injury patient and we get their labs back and they're there on the machine and we're able to tell them that we can stop dialysis. And I I definitely enjoy going to a patient and saying, hey, we can take you off dialysis. We're gonna monitor labs. And I also share that sometimes if if the nurse is there or or another care team members there and I'm looking at their labs, I'll I'll tell them, you you can go over and tell the patient because they enjoy that too. Um, it's a very, I just had a patient that recovered kidney function and he was just in tears because he was so grateful to be given that chance now that we can just monitor his labs and keep him off of dialysis. That's definitely a reward. Uh, having patients when they get transplanted and especially when they come back and visit the dialysis unit, we really appreciate that. It's always great to see those patients uh, healthy and succeeding uh, with their transplant. And I think another thing that's been, we've been using a newer method of uh, home hemodialysis, a new, newer machine that's very patient friendly. And the technology on it, it's just, it's fascinating and cool and it's modern. And I've actually seen more people go to home hemo and be excited about this machine, which I've never seen a, a patient excited about a dialysis machine. Um, but this, this new one is just so simple. And it's, really cool to see a patient where in the beginning they're kind of overwhelmed because going to a home modality, whether it be peritoneal or home hemo, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I can do this, you know, by myself or how I can place the needles in my arm or hook up to the peritoneal dialysis machine. But once they overcome that and see that it's kind of, it's a rewarding thing to see a patient just kind of own their healthcare and become their own advocate and realize that they can do it where before they really thought there was no way that they could operate a machine or hook themselves up to dialysis. And it's very rewarding seeing that and then hearing patients say, hey, you know, I'm enjoying life more because I have a little bit more flexibility. I feel better because I'm getting more dialysis. And that, that is really cool to see patients when they kind of surprise themselves uh, with their own healthcare and what they're capable of. Yeah, that's great to hear. That certainly sounds like that can those hearing those rewarding stories and hearing about patients having um, great outcomes with transplant and being able to overcome, uh, you know, their their dialysis needs is, is is a wonderful story and I'm sure helps helps motivate you to continue on uh, all the great work that you do. Um, looking ahead, what do you, what do you think kind of the the future for kind of PAs or nephrology PA holds? Are there Are there things that, you know, maybe rising students or are there other maybe PAs that are looking for a career change? Are there, are there things on the horizon that that maybe you could share with us? 
I think one thing is there is definitely job security with uh, advanced practitioners in the nephrology role. Chronic kidney disease is just continuing to grow, unfortunately, and the needs for dialysis. But then there's also the need for prevention and slowing the progression of chronic kidney disease. So there are two sides that we're working on or against or with. And the, the great thing about being in nephrology is you have this umbrella over all these internal medicine subspecialties, uh, the two leading causes of kidney disease being hypertension and diabetes where we might not actively manage diabetes all the time, but there are some times that we're adjusting or you need to have that understanding of the different types of insulin, or if they're on um, a continuous glucose monitoring device or a pump, and you still get to stay involved and learn about all these other subspecialties. Uh, cardiovascular health, uh, especially with recent developments with some certain medications that have decreased the cardiovascular risk for our kidney patients, because that's the number one thing that our patients struggle with long-term. And so still being able to keep my skills sharp, just seeing what the cardiologists do, because a lot of our patients are seeing cardiology, endocrinology. We have some that see neurology because they have neuropathy due to diabetes. And that's what I find. We have a lot that see hematology or oncology because there are some um, blood and protein disorders that affect the kidneys. And that is where nephrology is such a great field because you get to stay in tune and up to date and on all these different specialties instead of people sometimes think nephrology is just kidneys where we also manage electrolyte abnormalities, hypertension, um, and a variety of things. And I think some people, I've had some people approach me saying, I'm kind of scared of nephrology. It's a little bit too mathematic and clinical where that's kind of how I am. I'm scared of more like surgical stuff because I'm like, oh, the memorization of this going to this, that, you know, it's just a different mindset. But nephrology is just very unique in that aspect that you still see all these specialties and how they affect one another. And you're still kind of, you have your hand involved in it a little bit and keeping sharp on those skills, which is always helpful when it comes time to take your boards because you have to test on all the aspects or all the specialties. And that's one thing or one reason I really love nephrology is just the fact that it's, it's not so narrow. It's, it's a huge field with a lot of aspects and you get to learn about a lot of medications and interactions. And so that's, that's kind of what excites me about the field of nephrology. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's really helpful to understand why your passion shines through for this nephrology space. I want to ask you just maybe one more question. Is, is, and I kind of asked this before, but as PAs are in school and, and maybe even to the community, is there, is there one thing you would tell them or one piece of advice that maybe something they don't know about being a nephrology PA, and I know you discuss a lot of this, but is there, is there some, maybe one last tip or something you'd want to share? I would say it's kind of one of the most rewarding things about being a nephrology PA is especially the dialysis aspect, because you get to know those patients very well. Um, you know, most advanced practitioners are seeing those patients at a minimum twice a month. And you you pretty much get to know their chart and their clinical situation. You get to learn about their family and you get to see the full circle of that patient where 
sometimes if you go in a hospital setting, you see the patient for the few days they're in the hospital and then they're discharged. And unless you're following up with them in the office, just depending on what profession you're at, you don't really know what happens to them. And that's the one thing that makes dialysis rounds fun. I kind of refer to them as a happy hour in some aspects because some of those dialysis patients develop lifelong friendships, you know, with families and whatnot, um, just through the dialysis centers. And when you're a provider and when you're there, I love the fact I go in there. It's, yes, I, I'm seeing our patients, but they're kind of like friends too. And you get to hear, you know, about the new grandchildren that are born or upcoming events and graduations or family reunions. And they get to know you and they like sharing those things about you. And, and they, they care about you as a provider as well and a professional. And so that's one thing that I don't think people realize is they think, oh, dialysis, that has to be so scary or so sad, but it's really not. You try, you know, to have patients and give them the best health care and encourage them and motivate them to live their best life. And with doing that, part of that is, is learning about them beyond their clinical diagnosis and that um, just getting to know them. And that is a really rewarding thing in our dialysis units where it's not a depressing thing walking in there. It's kind of, you got to make the best of a not so great situation. And a lot of patients, you know, still you're going to have good days and bad days, but uh, that's with anything, I believe. And so I think that's one thing people don't realize about nephrology is they, they look at dialysis as kind of scary and just a terminal thing where it really, when you get to know these patients and you just become invested in them. And that's, that's what's so great. And um, I love it when patients, I had a patient just share with me, he's expecting another grandson in May and they bring in pictures and whatnot and you get to know their spouses and their families. And that's, that is a really rewarding part that I think people uh, don't really have a, if you've never been in a dialysis unit or have that experience, it's something I don't think people are really aware of that it is what you make of it, I guess. That's great. That's great. Yeah, this has been extremely insightful and I appreciate the, all that you've shared with us. And, you know, even myself being a, being a PA as well, I was able to learn a lot and, and, and learning from your experiences and all your, and your time as being a nephrology PA. So I definitely want to thank you, Mandy. Uh, this has been great. Um, I hope the nephew community is able to enjoy this as much as we have uh, putting it together. Um, we uh, want to remind everyone to uh, reach out on our social media platforms. And uh, for a lot of you that don't know the uh, nephew community, we have a nephew app now that makes it a little easier to listen to podcasts and a lot of the great content that we have to go. Uh, Mandy, thank you so, so much for, for taking the time to doing this. And uh, uh, we, we, we know that kind of the busy life and the, the, the hands that you have in all uh, your patients uh, it's not hard. It's very hard to make time to do this. So, so we thank you for your time and all your expertise and certainly all you do for patients. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. All right. Take care. Thanks, nephew community.